Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week we read Five Survive by Holly Jackson. And if you are previous podcast listeners, you know how much we love Holly Jackson. We've read Good Girl's Guide to Murder, As Good as Dead. Good Girl, Bad Blood. And Good Girl, Bad Blood. So we read her other three. And this is, I thought, part of that series. And I don't think it is. No, I don't think it is. Although the cover looks uh, exactly the same as the other ones. Yeah, I feel like, let me look up Goodreads. Like, what is it listed as? Is it listed to, like, the fourth one? I don't think so. I think it's its own new book. I don't know why I thought it was, like, the fourth one. I mean, probably because right at the top it says A Good Girl's Guide to Murder on it. But in smaller print above it, it says, From number one New York Times bestselling author of... And then in giant print, A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. So, like, when you pick it up, all you see is A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. And you're like, great. I love Pip. And yeah. Ra- was it Robbie? I love Robbie. Pip and Robbie. Like, I know. I'm obsessed with them. And so I was excited about this book. And we like Holly Jackson a lot. Like, everyone who's listening knows we love A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. We, we recommend it to, like, a lot of people. Like, I recommend it a lot to, like, new readers or, like, people get, trying to get into reading. Because I feel like it's – because I don't recommend jumping into smut or – sometimes people don't like books because there's too much love so I feel like it's the perfect perfect combination of love of suspense of mystery like it's a really good book I think it's actually I would say it's a masterpiece I think it's one of our best books we've done for the podcast this book was nothing like that (laughs) I did you see my Goodreads review I didn't I need to you need to just start sending me screenshots of your Goodreads review I feel like so I so I assume this book is marketed as YA because her other books are YA and there is nothing that was like her debut adult novel or whatever. But my problem with this is I feel like the first 90 pages were too scary to be YA and the last 50 pages were too graphic to be YA. Like, okay, spoiler warning, we're giving stuff away, but like the people dying. Um, Maddie bleeding out like it's literally a um, active shooter and I'm like that content feels a little too mature for middle school but but I would not recommend this to an adult I don't feel like it had the maturity or complexity of an adult thriller it's weird I think this is like a new adult it's a weird gray area also in the current climate of gun issues and school shootings and all this stuff I get about bringing awareness to this but it's also like a touchy subject and it's not like she was bringing awareness to it because she was literally it literally had to do with like the Philadelphia mafia like it was was totally unrelated to like what goes on in actual society so I feel like it was just triggering for no reason yeah, like if you were someone who has ever been in a situation where there's an active shooter or like anything, this book would trigger you. Like I'm mm-hmm. triggered and I've never even been near a gun in my life. And I like I it was so scary. <laughs> yeah, those first 90 pages, I literally was like having heart palpitations, thinking like, is there a red sniper dot on me? Like I need to shut my blinds. I don't want anyone looking in. And then, oh my gosh, the stuff with the walkie-talkie when he was like, 
come here. Hello, come here. I literally had to turn the TV on, be around my parents. Like, I could not be alone with that book in that scene. Well, so I read it. I was reading it first, so I was a little ahead of you. And I texted you. I was like, this book is nuts. And you were like, I can't wait to read it. And I was like, I didn't I didn't want to tell you it was an active shooter because I didn't know if it was in the synopsis or like what but I was like no no I don't think this is like the kind of scary you want to read yeah no um so usually the type of scary I don't like is like paranormal ghosts all that stuff so I I texted you back and I was like oh is it like girl being buried alive scary or ghost scary and when you said it wasn't ghost scary I was super excited because like girl being buried alive scary is what I'm here for but this no this was triggering this was suspenseful like anxiety ridden I felt just sick reading it and it was not enjoyable no it wasn't enjoyable I would listen to it at work around people doing excel because I I like (laughs) needed to have some like semblance of control in my life while I listened to it because I felt so trapped I think if I was in the situation I would just lay down and and die I would just I would give up I've said that before because my fight or flight instinct is very much curl up in a ball and die (laughs) and I know this because in high school my friend decided to scare the living bejeebus out of me and I was coming around a corner and I I thought the hallway was completely empty it was like after school after hours And she jumped out of nowhere. And instead of punching her or running away, I fell to the floor and just laid there, like played dead. So (laughs) I have no fight or flight. My thing is just die quickly, as quickly as possible. I remember when we were in the office late at night and we heard those really big bangs. It was, they were like working on the elevator or something. And you were were running back and forth. I just remember you being like, ah. It was like the one day I wore heels. <laughs> Panic. Everyone else Panic. there was like unmoved. I mean, because we were like doing taxes at midnight. Like, honestly, if I go then, I go then. But <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh that's probably one of the best memories from the office. Just <laughs> Me thinking the building's about to collapse and just running up and down the hallway. <laughs> I mean, if anything happened to that building, we were on the second floor. Like, we'd be the first to survive. I would hope so. Um, I guess now you're on the second floor, but that... So I guess maybe had some flight skills. No, if there's an active shooter and I'm stuck in an RV, whenever... I, is there a movie? I forget what it's called. The Human Centipede? I, I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's kind of how he traps his victims. He broke down their cars, or he'd like have a thing and get the and make sure they have a flat tire and they're out. And he like offers to fix it, and then he like kidnaps them and then attaches them to each other. Mm-hmm. I that movie, I don't know what sick person thought of that concept because that literally has scarred me for like my life. Okay, I never watched the movie, but I got curious one night in college for some reason about it, and it was like midnight or 1am and I was just randomly like I want to look up the human centipede and I read the entire Wikipedia article about it and literally could not sleep was just like oh my god (laughs) 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 
have a skirt <laughs> hanging behind me. We're not okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Not okay after reading Five Survive. No, like, they mess with you psychologically. I'm not terrified of everything. You're already terrified of everything. This just made it worse. Oh, definitely. I'm going to need to up the anxiety meds for sure. <laughs> when did you when did you finish this book? Um this basically last night, technically this morning I had like 15 pages left, but I got through the like big suspenseful stuff last night. So, I guess we'll talk about the characters. So we have Red, we have Maddie, mm-hmm. We have her brother, um, Oliver, the worst Oliver. freaking character in the world. Literally. The friend that ha- got the RV. What's his name? Simon. Simon. Arthur? Arthur. And then what's the other girlfriend's name? Raina. Raina. I don't know why I can remember that. No, Oliver, I think, is actually my least favorite fictional character ever. Like, I wanted oh. to literally punch him in the face the entire book. I don't understand why they didn't just like duct tape his mouth and tie him up and put him in the back room. Just throw him out Horrible. Just throw him out. Yeah. Like he literally got so many people killed or shot or injured. And when he picked up Red and threw her outside, I, oh, I would have stabbed him to death. I would have. He's just like this awful human and Everyone was extendable. Even his sister except him. And he thought he was right. Like, it was just, it blew my mind. I don't know if there's actually people out there like him. But his character was, like, so, like, unlikable. Like, I don't, if anybody likes Oliver, you need help. Oh, you need help. If anyone likes Oliver, you probably also like November 9 by Colleen Hoover. (laughs) (laughs) We should have a hate list, a book talks hate list. Yeah. One, I think Oliver's number one. Oliver's number one. And number two is November 9th. <laughs> <laughs> I think his name was Ben, <laughs> but the book ben. in general. <laughs> it wasn't even Ben. It was the fact that she apologized to Ben for him setting her on fire. Oh, we just relive this every time, every podcast. <laughs> well, because everyone comes up to me, they're like, "You, sh- you should recall in Hoover." You would. I'm like. I read a lot and I don't like Colleen Hoover and I know that's a hot take and I know people don't agree with me, but November 9th turned me off to the book so much that I cannot read another book of hers. I agree. And Oliver, like, honestly, I, I don't know if he's the reason I hate this book so much, but I hate him so much that I'm, I guess that's a spoiler, but I'm glad he died. Like, I'm glad his character was the one who bit the dust. Well, we knew one was going to die because it said five mm-hmm. survive and there's six right. of them. So we knew someone was going to die. And I was hoping it was him the entire book. <laughs> I thought it was going to be. Oh, I thought it was too easy if it was him because he was so hateable. I was like, I swear if she lets this guy survive, I'm going to be so mad. But I'm glad it was him. Um, I honestly think I would have been fine with any of them dying by the end. <laughs> they all were kind of unlikable. I mean, I kind of wanted Red to live, but only because it was told her point of view. Yeah, but she was kind of weird. Yeah, it sucks because, like, we, like, Pip was awesome. Like, Pip mm-hmm. was, like, someone I want to hang out with on the, on the weekends. Like, she was just so cool. She was so witty. She was funny. Like, 
and Robbie too. Like I love her character development in A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. Mm-hmm. And then she creates Red, and I I felt sympathy for Red, and I liked her in the end, but she wasn't a character I instantly liked. Whenever the cop shot Red in the end, I was shook by that. I thought that was this is gonna sound bad, but I thought it was so funny. Cause like Red went out there to save the cop, and then the cop literally almost killed Red. And I was like, what are the freaking odds? And when she was on the phone, she's like, I just I thought she had something, but she's just a walkie-talkie, like I just shot this girl. I was like, if I was that cop, I don't know if I'd ever forgive myself. Yeah. I I mean, I'm glad Red made it, um, survived. I kind of wish we'd gotten her point of view at the end. Because, like, once she was shot, we never heard from her again. But we know she's alive because of um, Arthur's letter. But I kind of just wish we'd had that resolution with, like, hearing from her. And I wanted to know what happened to Maddie. Like, her mother and brother died. And Maddie was chill with it. Because Arthur went in and, like, visited Red. And Maddie just was like, yeah, okay. I know you killed my brother or my mother. Like, we're cool. (laughs) I was like. Well, I, her mother also is the worst. Yeah. yeah human. Oh, sure. Second yeah. to Oliver, her mother is the worst. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe she literally she, like killed Red's mother. And then just like kind of was just like would see Red every day. Yeah. And like see how like Red was struggling and had no money and like her dad was falling apart. And like this woman just watched her best friend, her ex-best friend, her best friend's daughter crumble apart, literally fall apart. Not even go to college because she couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. And she didn't give her dad. And she just sat back and was like, I'll buy you a new pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. And sold her out the first chance she got. Made Red yeah. pretend to be a witness. And then as soon as the mafia was like, tell us who the witness is, she just gave him Red's information. Like, I, I guess that's what the most unrealistic part is. Like, usually people have motives when they go to this, like, shit. Like, I know like people are bad. And, like, I, I generally think people have motives when they're, like, this crazy. Like, I think Oliver's motive this whole time was to protect himself. Like, he really didn't give a shit. But, like, what was the mother's motives? I wish I just knew that. Because she, I guess she wanted money. And she, I get she probably killed Red's mom because she didn't want to have a have her spot outed to, like, the world. That she was, like, working mm-hmm. with the mafia. And she was getting all these, like, buckets of money. Like, they, everyone said that the, they were just so wealthy. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like if she really loved, like if she was her best friend like maybe she would have like helped red a little more like they're just like why sell out red like what's the point yeah like have a guilty conscience for killing this girl's mom like okay you had to kill her because self-preservation i don't agree with it but fine but then don't sabotage her daughter and try and get her daughter killed too like unnecessary yeah i guess it's just that's the part i think i don't like about the book the whole Arthur twist was very shocking to me. I feel like whenever she was, like, about to answer the other people, like, it was, like, I think cops or something like that, and he pushed, when she pushed the hand away, I was shook. I did not see it coming. I was, like, oh, my God. I don't know who I really thought the sniper was, but. So, I actually knew Arthur was in on it, and I wrote down in my notes kind of how I knew, um, but. Let me see if I can find it. So I knew within the first 50 pages that Arthur was in on it because 
when they got lost, Arthur was the one giving directions. And then when they asked, um, oh, then when they all lost service, Arthur had the map on his phone. And even though his phone froze, he kept directing her. Um, so he's like, yeah, like my phone's frozen, but I still have the map here so I can tell you where to go. And he was the one who ultimately led them to that spot. And I was like, unless the big twist is Raina wants them all to die, it's got to be Arthur because no one else was directing. So like to me, a bigger twist would have been if Raina was like, I don't know, I hate the Lavoys, kill them all, <laughs> that kind of thing. But I guess I missed that part or I guess I just wasn't like, no, I wasn't that detailed. You also read this physically, correct? Yeah, I physically so read it. I listened to it. So maybe I missed that part. Um, I am happy Raina cheated on Oliver. I am too. <laughs> Which we never support cheaters in this podcast. No, but we support that. <laughs> We're big fans of Rainer. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, she was my favorite. <laughs> I mean, I liked her as soon as her and Red started like giving each other looks. It would be like Oliver would put Raina down and she'd look at Red and it would be like, I know, like this is how he is. Um, I can't believe she had it for two years. He literally sucks literally sucks and when he killed her lover i feel like she probably should have broke up with him but also he was crazy so maybe she was scared of him i don't know i liked her a lot i feel like she was the only um good i would say like the only good person in the in the rv i mean like simon wasn't horrible but he wasn't great but she when it came down to it gave up her big secret she was like oliver we're supposed to be in charge of these kids we need to reveal the secret. And I, I just like appreciated that she did that because no one was thinking rationally and like trying to figure out how to get out of it. Like the, all their escape plans were stupid. I'm sorry. The mirror. Did you really think the mirror would work? Like I can tell if I'm looking in a freaking mirror. <laughs> well, it was hard because as soon as like they were in, they got stuck. Yeah. Like 50 pages in. Uh-huh. So you had a, 300 pages and you're like what's gonna happen in this rv for this many hours like what like she had to get creative mm-hmm. but oh she was super creative with it yeah I, but also i almost feel like she was too creative with it because come on seriously a, a four high schoolers and two like young 20 year olds could figure out how to do all that shit like i don't think so they're not that smart like come on arthur's probably a really good actor for him to just be like chilling Okay, but also I didn't like the Arthur twist because I can't suspend my imagination to think some scrawny little white boy is in like the big bad mafia. Like it was his family. Arthur was such a loser and I loved him to death, but he was not mafia material. He had a thing for Red. Come on. She was weird. I kind of not- hope they end up together. <laughs> I do too. I mean, <laughs> I liked him. I just feel like the Dawn and Joyce death is kind of on Arthur. Yeah, I think it's still Oliver. Oh, yeah. Well, Oliver was a, I mean, he should not have tried to pass the note. And then everyone was like, Oliver, don't pass the note. And then he did it and they got killed. So, I mean, yeah, that's on Oliver. But yeah, I think, well, and I think his brother went a little like gun happy. Yeah, I'm glad his brother got caught. Me too. At the end. I'm glad he killed us. I'm glad Arthur killed her mother. Yeah, that was very sweet of him. <laughs> <laughs> if, if a guy kills the mother of my best friend because that mother killed my mother, 
we're soulmates for sure. <laughs> I am very upset by this book. I know. I am too. And I almost feel like I set myself up for failure by going into it with such high expectations. Like, oh, it's Holly Jackson. Of course it'll be good. Because I literally said those words um, to my mom because she said, oh, if it's good, let me know. I'll read it. And I was like, of course it's going to be good. It's Holly Jackson. We love Holly Jackson. And so I feel like maybe I, I, my expectations were super, super high, uh, especially after a masterpiece like A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. I mean, that book has everything. It truly is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And I miss it's just Pip. like she pieced it together so well. I hope Pip's living her best life in I her. I so at Harvard, I think. Rachel went to Harvard. Yeah. yeah. Her and Molly um, are finally together, hopefully. <laughs> I hope so too. I. Yeah, I think I set myself up for failure with this book as well. I definitely have my hopes up high. I mean, it was like an auto add to the list. Like when we set up the podcast, like we basically got new books coming out within the year and we saw Five Survive Holly Jackson. We're like, oh yeah, add to the list. Um, No brainer. I hope she doesn't go with this story and like spin it more. Because like after Good Girls Got a Murder, we were like, oh, she can't go farther than this. Like this is it. I remember, I remember I was like oh she doesn't need to make a second book this was a good standalone and then I loved the second book I was like okay keep going then um no but like with this one how would she go further because Arthur's a fugitive and Red what is she gonna like go live a fugitive lifestyle with him or she maybe she'll try and clear his name I- I don't know. I feel like if anybody could do it, it's Holly Jackson. <gasps> what if she got Pip to help her? What if it was a crossover? I'm committed to her books at this point, like whatever I'm reading them. But we'll have to see. We're giving her one one strike. One strike. Yeah, she has but she has three good books and one strike here. Yeah, if she three strikes, she's out. <laughs> I guess we didn't follow that rule for calling over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but November 9th was bad. <laughs> I die. <laughs> I feel like there was another one we read by her that we didn't love. Oh, I tried to read Layla, and right. it was like so freaking. I couldn't even. It was a. It was like one of the only books I've ever do not finished, and I mm-hmm. sold it like on Bago. <laughs> I was like, I don't even want this on my bookshelf. This is going. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just can't believe like people love Colleen Hoover. Our most listened to podcast episode is November 9. I don't know how we're not canceled. Oh, we should we should be canceled. We really should be. But also maybe people agree. Like maybe because she is like a gateway drug to reading. Like she's what gets you in the door. And maybe once your reading tastes mature, you kind of like look back and you're like, yeah, she was good for the time, but I'm glad I've moved on. I could see that. And I don't think we were as harsh with the book in that podcast. Like, I think we didn't realize we hated it until we got to the end of the podcast. And we're like, oh, we didn't. I don't think we liked this book. And Which I think just... happens a lot when we do this. Because I feel like we actually think about it. We're like, wait. <laughs> no. it. It. I mean, it just happened last week with Book of Night. Like, I went into it being like, oh, it was like a solid four star and I still agree. Like it was a good book, but by the end of our podcast, I was like, "Hmm, maybe it wasn't as good as I thought." Um. So I guess overall rating, I give this book a three point five out of five. I give it a three. I stand by it. I knew your anxiety would not handle this book well. Yeah, I did not enjoy it. 
but thank you for listening um this is kayla and marissa and you can make sure to follow us on instagram and tiktok at book talks podcast and follow marissa's new blog at sidecharacterenergy.com have a good night <laughs>